On today's show, we talk our Royal Caribbean trip report. This is WDW, the Disney World Planning Podcast. Hello and welcome to episode 174. I'm your host, Julie Elster, creator of WDW.com, the Disney World Planning website. And you heard right today, we're talking not Disney, but Royal Caribbean. Oh my God! I promise there's a reason for this madness. And, you know, whenever there's madness, there's also my husband. Tech nasty. How you doing? Ew. Right, we're not going to talk. We're only going to speak in soundboard. Yes. You know, it's probably for the best. Yes. <laughs> if you don't like the sound effects, just get out now, folks. Oh, dear. All right. So this is a two part episode we recently went on a royal caribbean cruise and not that long ago we did a disney cruise line cruise so being on both of them very similar itineraries as well we could not help but compare the two and i got a lot of questions you know when i went on disney and then again with this one about you know is it is it worth the money for disney versus royal caribbean is it as kid friendly as family friendly is the entertainment is good you know so many questions so i thought this was a great opportunity to do a comparison so today we are going to discuss our trip our trip report for royal caribbean i highly recommend if you're interested in cruises cruising or just love trip reports go back and listen to the disney cruise line trip report as well so you've got both of them under your belt and then part two, we are going to compare Disney versus Royal Caribbean. We're going to see who comes out on top. And so you don't miss out on part two. You better subscribe now. Oh, okay. All right. Are you ready to jump in for our very exciting Royal Caribbean uh, trip report here? Well, you said our, our goals here is to determine which is the better value, which is better, et cetera. I don't think I know the answer to any of those questions, having done both. And I thought about it the whole time. <laughs> and I still am not sure. Well, I could go either way. Well, yeah, they both were great for different reasons. So, again, like I really each had their strengths. Oh, yeah. And each had some weaknesses as well. So, um, again, like I really I recommend you go back and listen to the Disney Cruise Line trip report episode. I believe that was recorded January 2022. If you're looking for that one. And uh, that way you've got both of those ready to go before you listen to our comparison of some key aspects of cruising. My man. I'm ready. <laughs> All right. Let's start. Let's first start with our, our pre-cruise time. Um, and this we can just touch on very, very quickly. But I think this is important just because you should always plan to arrive to a cruise a day ahead of time. And depending on the port, it can make a huge difference on what you're doing, what port you're leaving from. You know, if you're leaving from Miami, there's a ton to do. You know, if you're leaving from Port Canaveral, you could do Disney. We were leaving out of New Jersey, which doesn't sound terribly exciting. And you mispronounced it. Oh? Yeah, it's New Jersey. Oh, excuse me. I'm yeah. sorry. There you go. I'm so embarrassed. <laughs> New Jersey. Well, we were about... What, 45 minutes, depending on traffic, maybe an hour from Manhattan. So we decided to spend the night in Manhattan. So I think that's it's key to to pay attention to where you're leaving from, because you don't want to be arriving day of the cruise. And why is that a bad idea? <laughs> well, uh, if your flight is canceled, that cruise ship's not waiting for you. 
The only way you would be covered is if you bought your flight through the cruise line, if you did it as like a package. So like if we had booked our flights through Royal Caribbean, I don't know what they do in that instance, but you're covered at least. I assume they're like, we'll give you a store credit. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe they can catch you up to the ship. Maybe they can hold the ship if it's just delayed. I don't know. I'm not sure. I don't want to find out, I think, is the answer. So we. So spent, the pro move is show up a day early. Show up a day early. And if you can make a day of it, we spent the night in Manhattan um, and left our kids. We, like, ordered them a pizza and we went and saw a Broadway show. <laughs> Irresponsible. Well, you know, it was for my birthday and oh, okay that evening was for me yeah, if you just go it was for my birthday you get out it of covers all laws yeah yeah also uh the children would have rather sat in a hotel room with their switch that they brought with and a pizza than go to see a broadway show they, yeah, they don't would... care about josh groban playing sweeney todd i care very much about that they do not they've been to many shows with you they and seem to enjoy them they do enjoy them, um, but I don't know that they would have appreciated it. And we also had a six-year-old with us, and Sweeney Todd's not exactly the show I want to take my six-year-old to. She would not have appreciated it. She wouldn't, it. no, no. So I think there is an importance to the port you're leaving from. And in this case, when I saw it was New Jersey, my immediate thought was Manhattan. Um, and I wish we had had more time. I would have loved to spend another day, so... I just kind of wanted to throw that in there as part of the intro. But let's. I was grateful for the time we had. It was fun. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Same. And I love Sweeney Todd. All right. Let's move on to the actual um, cruise here. So day one, uh, let's talk about our, our initial impressions and getting on the ship and and all that. The fun stuff. I think I feel like day one of a cruise is so chaotic. Chaotic. And you're you're just getting your bearings. And everybody, so the advice everybody gives, everybody, they're like, get the earliest boarding time possible. So when you book a cruise, the way it works now is you select your boarding time. You know, it's like a couple of weeks. It depends on the cruise line, but it's a couple of weeks ahead of time. You check in, you upload all of your documents, like your, your passport and all that stuff, and you select your boarding time. And the advice everybody gives is get the earliest boarding time possible so you get the most time on your ship. I personally... <laughs> disagree with that and i might be alone here um because unless you're like wearing a bathing suit and comfortable just like hanging out until your room is ready which will be several hours if you get on first thing in the morning i think this is stupid advice you're like carrying a bag changing in a bathroom all right carry all your stuff with you around a cruise ship get there early deal with crowds and wear a bathing suit under your clothes yeah i just what that's I don't know. I, day one of the cruise ship, a lot of stuff's closed. It is. Yeah. And stuff is closed just in general when you're at port. You know, it's it doesn't matter where you're stopped. Things are more things are closed. Everything opens up once you you leave port. But you're right. This was a seven night cruise, though. If you're on a three night cruise, you want that day one. Yes. That, That's the difference. You're correct. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So this one, we went it was a seven night cruise. And I was like, I don't need to be there, you know, First thing in the morning. So I booked us. Plus, we were coming from Manhattan. So I was like, let's, you know, let's do a little bit later. So we got in the afternoon and it, I still felt it was chaotic. And the one thing I really didn't like about Royal Caribbean 
was it wasn't obvious the things that I needed to book in advance, the things I could book through the app, the things I had to book in person. There was no obvious list on the website or the app. So I was able to book some things like they have like their signature shows. So they do Broadway shows on the ship that you can book in advance, like reserve a time to make sure you get a seat. But the show is cats. And so the theater's half empty. <laughs> you know, everybody was like cats. It's the worst. I loved cats. And so did our 14 year olds. But we will get to that. We will get to that. But so like stuff like that, I reserved ahead of time. But we did some sig- quote unquote signature dining. And that I was like, so do I reserve? So I would like try and reserve it in the app, but I had prepaid for it and it was trying to charge me. I was very confused um, because there was no like there was no noticeable signage. There was nothing in the app. I finally texted Sierra, my travel agent, and was like, what do I do? Like, And she was like, go find it. There's a desk in the main area that will say dining. And sure enough, but it was like like somebody printed out on like a, just a regular sheet of paper. A like lot dining of reservations on that. Yeah, it w- it just wasn't. A lot of the signage was just like by Hewlett Packard. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Somebody just printed it out somewhere and stuck it on this table. I I absolutely never would have found that otherwise. So I was able to go make reservations. So, and there were things as we went along. Like I knew the ship had ice skating, but I had no idea I was required to make advanced reservations for that. So I wasn't able to get reservations for everybody. So things like that on day one, I found to be very frantic. What was your impression of the boat? You walked on the boat and then what? Well, so the boat, it was it was huge. Um, and where you enter was all like it was shopping. And I believe you described it quite accurately as Las Vegas. Vegas like on a ship. vacation. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that, that is a pretty accurate feel. Um, definitely in like the sub-basement of strip hotel and casino. <laughs> um so yeah just at the day 1 it it just felt chaotic to me. Like I don't even remember doing anything in particular on the first day. It was mostly just kind of getting a feel for things. Mostly trying to find dining reservations? Yes, we did we did eventually do that. So we had to we decided to prepay and I wasn't planning on doing this. Royal Caribbean does like main dining room dining, which is what you would expect from a cruise ship. You know, you're you're given a, a time and you're given a table number and you sit at the same table in the same dining room every night. Um, and they do do that. But you can also pay to upgrade for signature dining. And I didn't want to do that every night. It kind of bothered me that it was suggested very heavily like the food's not going to be as good, so well, you got to do it. Way better in the restaurant, and so is the atmosphere. Yeah, that's what we learned. Like if you're fine with wedding buffet food, that's yes. What it, the first night, the I, food in the dining room is good, but that's the quality. And that was the first night. I, that is the thing I remember from night one. Is we and you and I decided we were like we, we don't typically eat meat. We were like we, we will eat some meat on this trip. Just we're like we're on vacation. It's been several years, so we had some meat. And you ordered a steak. And like, when was the last time? Like, how many years has it been since you've had a steak? 2019. And so you got that steak. And I remember looking at it and was like, oh. Yeah. They put it down in front of me. I was like, well, that wasn't worth it. It was really thin and like not an attractive color brown. Like not what you would think of. It's like a really nice gray quality. Yeah. Kind of had a great tint to it. I was like, oh, dear. Whereas at Disney, the dining room food. Yes. Is extraordinary. And we will definitely get to that in part two of this episode. But that's kind of where I felt um, day one, where I was like, okay, 
it's this. Well, like, we'll see. So far, I'm not like it. The ship is cool. It's humongous. But I don't know how impressed I am with everything on day one. Let's talk about day two, because this is the first day that we actually. Uh, day two, I wake up and discover the horror of the nightmare mattress. I, it was a rough start. I'm it not going to lie. This was a rough start for Royal Caribbean. Um, yeah, our mattress was as hard as a rock. And sometimes, sometimes with stuff like that, I, I wonder, I'm like, maybe it's because I have this like memory foam, like maybe I'm just spoiled or maybe I'm just used to like something. It's not like we have a good memory foam mattress. I, I right. just, I don't know. I like, I perfectly always, moderate memory foam <laughs> mattress from Amazon. I always just like, I wonder if it's just me. Um, but that morning, that first morning, I had signed us up for one of the only like classes or, or like extra um, entertainment that you could like pay for, like an extra on the ship. And it was a sushi making class. And we're sitting there like rolling sushi, which this class was actually very cool. Um, and the woman across from us, we were just chatting with her and she said something. She was like, is it just me? Are those mattresses insanely hard? And she was like, I called for a mattress pad. And I was glad she said that because I never would have thought to ask for a mattress pad. And that is what I did that evening. I was glad that she said that. And I was glad to hear that I'm not insane. Like I felt better to have somebody else validate that, you know, I'm not just complaining. Maybe this is like, you know, I don't want to be a Karen. I don't know. But I was like, all right, I'm not just complaining. This mattress is truly, truly awful. Well, and the the queen bed is two beds stuck together. Well, that's how it is on all cruise ships. And it wasn't a great. And then our air conditioning could not compete with the broken seal on our door. Yeah. And so, so it was quite the experience. We had a veranda room. Oh, my cruise ship room's too hot. This is like, <laughs> oh, I feel dirty making these complaints. I really do. Well, I mean, we spent quite a bit of money on this trip. And so that and the the woman who was um, cleaning her room and they always make sure like, you know who they are because it's the same person every day taking care of you. And so if you need anything, they want to make sure you know who they are. So she talked to me at length. It makes it about harder to things. mess up your room when you could put a face to, <laughs> right. to deal with it. Right. Um, like you monsters. She made sure to tell me she was like the sliding door in your veranda has to be closed and locked. Otherwise, the air conditioning won't kick on. So we always made sure. But it's still it. It would struggle. You could walk from one side of the room to the other and you would feel the temperature yes. change. Yeah, you could. If And the bed. Like I know it was that door frame was leaking. Well, the bed was right next to that door frame. So that's, yeah. That room was very big, though. It was pretty big. Um, it was that, a, the room was nice. That was, that's the nice part about the veranda room. Our kids had an interior room. So their room felt quite a bit smaller. Yeah, welcome to the brig. <laughs> yeah, their room was quite a bit smaller. Um and you know the pri- when you price out for the most part, typically, unless you're booking last minute, the price difference from an interior room to a veranda room is not typically that much more. If you have claustrophobia, so if you can spring for it, you have to get the veranda or you are doomed. Yeah, well, or even just, you know, get a room with a porthole. But I think most of them now have veranda. I think there are more rooms with verandas than there are just rooms with with windows, with portholes. Um, so our first day, like I said, we did a sushi making class. And it was just, it was one of the few extras that you could like sign up and pay for. You know, that wasn't, you know, cruise ship trivia or just, you know, games by the pool. Like I wanted to do, and Disney, they had several and so I, w- I was looking for a similar experience here. Um, and there just weren't 
there weren't many. The sushi class was good. It was a lot of fun. They showed us how to make different types of rolls. And so we did that and we got to eat all of our sushi. We also found because we were in this class and we were separated from our kids for a while, it was like, this is a good opportunity to play with this Royal Caribbean app. Because the app, we didn't have Wi-Fi, did not pay for Wi-Fi. There's no messaging, um, like text messaging. So you are reliant on this Royal Caribbean app to message between people in your group and to find out like what's going on where. This is a critical flaw. Oh, it's terrible. The push notifications don't work when you're just on the ship's Wi-Fi. You need your phone's data for the push notifications to work. Or you have to have paid for Wi-Fi. And so you have to, if you're not paying for Wi-Fi, you have the messaging, but you have to like go and check in the app. You're not getting any kind of notification, which makes it, it was passable. When when you were getting kids. Yeah. When you've got kids and like my older kids, I wasn't as worried, but we have a six year old and you know, the 12 and the 14 year old can look after her, but I also wanted to, to check in and make sure everything was okay. And so I constantly had to be, I had to have the app open and I had to be looking at it. And on top of that, it just, it, it wasn't great. There's no search function in the app. So if I was looking for a certain event that, you know, was going on in the ship, or I wanted to see if something was going on, there was no way to search for it. Just the app itself was clunky and very slow. It would often freeze and shut down And, um, you know, paying for Wi-Fi in the ship is very expensive and that's not something that I was interested in doing. So like, it's just something to keep in mind if you have to communicate with people, but even just to find out what's going on in the ship. I mean, it's not like old school days where you would get a printout every day of like, here are the activities, the times, the locations you are reliant on this app. Uh, let's see. Oh, um, I also did the spa on this day. I did not do the spa. I did the spa. I disappeared for a while. Um, Here's the thing I don't like about spas on cruise ships is the upsells and they're just constantly. Yeah, they're not. I went, I didn't know this was on the Disney ship too. She's like, oh, well here's, you know, here's the stuff I used and it's in a tiny bottle. I thought these were samples. No, it was like $200 worth of stuff. (laughs) What? She's like, sucker. Yeah, I got a pedicure. And so she's like, all right, pick your color. And she brought me over to the nail polish. I picked a color and she goes, okay, these, this is gel polish. That's an extra $20. I laughed. I was like, no, 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 no. And then she goes, oh, you don't want gel? No, I don't want $20 for gel polish. No. And so then she showed me where the other nail polish was. It was nowhere near. It was like a completely different place. So she just immediately led me to the $20 upcharge didn't yeah. ask, didn't give me an option. That's not great. Was just like, here's the upcharge. And it's it was the same on the other cruise ship. It's it is the when, issue I take with you, these spas. From that point on, that's what you thought about during your nail service, wasn't it? It was. Yeah. That's yeah. how that goes. Yeah. All right. So while I was getting my nails done, you went to uh the arcade, didn't you? We went to their arcade. It's all right. I don't know. I'm an arcade connoisseur. I did not use the arcade at all so they had no classic games which is like that's a no-go for me they had skee-ball which is awesome they had a modification on air hockey that was decent and a whole lot of games that didn't work and some claw games that were like catnip to my six-year-old and i'm like please these are a scam please yeah but she's six and she sees a big stuffed animal and so i definitely spent several dollars on those (laughs) and we prepaid for 
arcade credits because, you know, with the cruise, if you prepay for stuff, it's always cheaper. If would you have prepaid like after seeing it? No, that was idiotic. No, it wasn't. No, because you have to pay with your room key. But then it does not tell you how many credit. It tells you nothing. Another flaw of the app. Like wh- I couldn't find Versus it anywhere. What? How many credits anybody had left? They had a machine that would like to spit and like give you a card and tell you how many credits were on it. That was incompatible with the room key card app situation. Ugh. And so we just had to. I have no idea if we spent more or less. We just kind of played until we're like, I guess we better stop now. You did spend more, but not a, not a ton, like not enough that I was like, what did you do? <laughs> it was it was, you know, maybe eight dollars more, nine dollars, but it wasn't a ton. But but yeah, it's um when I looked at the bill later. Yeah, it's uh, it's frustrating because you're prepaying for it. And yeah, you're getting the discount, but you have no idea what you're even paying for. Like, what do they even offer on here? Are these games going to work? And it's not like you're getting I mean, I suppose you could go stand and guest services to get a refund if you need to but i don't know i don't know based on my other service experiences they'd be like no (laughs) goodbye all right and so this on this day this was a day at sea and so we were like well let's go to the pool here's what i've learned um cruising this was a mistake we should not have gone to the pool that's the thing everybody does the first day at sea and a cruise this long we should have avoided the pool because it was just solid people which i meet i was concerned i was like is this going to be the rest of this cruise what we didn't know is that of the two pools a kid had just thrown up in one of them <laughs> i saw a kid throw up a different day in the pool <laughs> and so they be- kick everybody out they and they drain it out. i don't know what's going on with these pools but kids are throwing up in them non-stop it happened multiple times <laughs> so i think kids throw up in pools all the time the difference is this was just fresh water there are no chemicals or anything in it one of the pools was fresh water. One of the pools was salt water. And there was a third pool. I don't know if if it was fresh or salt. But the fresh water pool, a kid, two separate days, some kid threw up in. And, oh, so you killed a child. And so they had to drain the pool. They drain it. They clean it. They refill it. And then they open it back up, which takes most of the day. So then everybody moves to the other pool. So that pool was packed. The first day, the first day at sea, I think, avoid Avoid the pool is what we've learned. Let them eat cake. It also felt like day one. I think day one, especially day one at sea, everybody's just everything feels more crowded. Well, people don't know what they're doing yet. Yeah, I think that's part of it. So what are you supposed to do instead, though? The pro move is you go to the the places that people aren't going to flock to. Yeah. And so we found, like, if you find a place that's crowded, just leave. Move on to the next thing on a ship this big. But yeah, you like go from thing to thing. Um, our oldest managed to sunburn himself pretty badly almost immediately on this day. I did an escape room. That was the coolest thing on the ship. I didn't do the escape. Talk to us about the escape room that you did with the boys. This is like a video game level escape room. It, it was 45 minutes and we completed it with uh, 15 minutes to go. So it took us about half an hour. But we were in there with uh, me, our kids, and five other people. And it was a ton of fun. I mean, it was really elaborate. You're in like a, what is clearly supposed to be like a NASA mission control space center situation. And you have to activate all this. You you need to launch the rocket. You have to first unlock these consoles and activate them and synchronize them and then launch them. And you work together as a team. Uh, it was the most fun we had. And like our kids were into it and they're like working with these other families. I 
Greatly enjoyed it. It was the highlight of the trip for me. Yeah, I did. I did not do the escape room. I went with our six year old and we played bingo and I had to warn her. I was like, we're probably not going to win. But, you know, we were really excited about it. we were pumped. Like, we're going to win all this money. And then I had to be like, OK, we're probably not actually going to win the money. Um, and we did not. We didn't win a thing. But afterwards, it that was like all I heard about from both you and the boys as like the highlight for several days afterwards was that this escape room was a highlight. This one is an extra upcharge to do the escape room and there's an age limit. Uh, so our six year old would not have been able to join, which is part of why we did something she, else. But having done it, it would have made zero sense. Yeah, yeah. It would have been a waste of money for her to do it. But I heard so much uh, from you guys about how great of an experience that was. I've only played escape rooms in VR. And so it's my been my dream to do an escape room, but they're not like they are in VR. This one was. <laughs> That's what was so incredible about it. I'm glad that it lived up to your expectations. You know, I will say the one really solid thing about this ship is the drinking. <laughs> I mean, this shit, like, they don't care about service, you know, the cultural stuff, the classes, all that stuff, those bonuses that Disney have, but they are very serious about you being drunk 24-7. I, so we decided, we had discussed this, if you'd listened to our pre-cruise trip trip report or whatever you want to call it um we had discussed whether or not we should get the drink package and we were really hemming and hawing about it can we drink this much and now if so because typically we did the math and you needed to do you were like minimum six drinks per day per person to make it work and that was if you got it on sale typically if you have two adults in a stateroom you are required to buy the drink package for both people in that stateroom Technically, because we had two rooms, um, technically I was on one reservation and you were on the other because we were the only two over 18. So we could have only purchased a drink package for one of us. Even if we played the system. They're so annoying about it. Well, but not even, I don't even care if they're annoying. Even if we had done that, the math was still, I was like, this is too much. And in the end, it it was for the best because we did not drink that much. I know I drink too much and I could not conceive of a universe in which I drank enough to justify that drink package. It would have been brutal. And yet, because, you know, some of the, you, you know, I want to get like a fruity fun drink and those are more expensive, obviously, like they just are. Um, but even so, the the price didn't work out for us anyway. So I don't know what people are drinking or how much they're drinking or if they're doing glasses of wine or or what the deal is to justify. I personally couldn't, and I'm glad that we didn't. Yeah, if you can make it work, good for you. Also, uh, talk to your doctor. <laughs> um, the other thing is, you know, it felt, if you are using the drink package, they definitely are trying to quietly penalize you for abusing it. And so if you go up there and you have one card and you say, give me, and because I'm just paying for drinks, I just walk up and say, hey, give me two beers, you know, give me two ciders. And they they wouldn't say anything. They just give you one because they assume that you have the drink package and you're abusing it. Yeah. And so you, I would have to specify, give me two ciders. I don't have a drink package. Yeah, I'm just paying for Yeah, You have to tell them I'm and paying for And they'd be it. like, oh, and then give it to you. Yeah, yeah. Which yeah. was frustrating. I learned very quickly as I'm ordering, I would say I don't have a drink package. I'm just paying for these. I need to 
whatever. And it I'm sure the pro cruise people are like, you know, this guy doesn't know but what it, he's doing. It doesn't matter if it's a beer or if it's even if it's, you know, a non-alcoholic yeah, drink. Give me two Diet Coke, because same deal. Yeah, non-alcoholic drinks are not included either. So we ended up doing, you and I just did like the soda package, which was, you know, bottom, the bottom drink package. It was all I really. Unless you want coffee. Yes. And I bought. Then that's not included. Coffee's not. That's the non-alcoholic drink package. Ah, the ship is just like, we're going to nickel and it, dime they you. They do. I bought the non-alcoholic drink package only for my 12 year old. Our oldest really only drinks water and our six year old doesn't drink enough, um, like you know, fun type of drinks, I guess. I don't know how you would even describe it. She drinks milk or juice, which that is free, um, or water. So only my 12 year old and he took full advantage. He was getting, you know, non-alcoholic pina coladas and things like that. Um, every opportunity, but he was the only one that I, I splurged for the non-alcoholic drink package. You and I got the soda package. The other two, I was like, you can get the free drinks cause it includes water and just some juices. So I think we made the right call as far as that goes. You know, let's talk about we we overlooked on our departure day. We ate at an Italian restaurant, one of the the premium restaurants that you have to pay extra for. Now, here's a pro move. Do a restaurant or something like this on the departure day. We're the Nobody only people in there. there. We got the best service. They had a ton of fun with us. It was super cool. I don't know where everybody is. I, I really don't. Um, everybody's like in the that main strip where the shopping is and there's bars and stuff. We were on deck eight, deck the five. promenade. Yeah. And so we were at one of the restaurants. And it's funny because oh, no, I'm sorry. Deck five is the promenade. We were running late. Which is basically an indoor strip mall. We were running late. And I called to the restaurant to be like, oh, my gosh, I'm, we're running late. We're going to be 10 minutes late. I'm so sorry. Could you hold our reservation? Oh, sure, sure. No problem. And I was like concerned about it. I don't like being late anywhere. And then we show up and there's literally no one else in the restaurant. It was just us. Yeah. It was just us. Um, yeah. When we showed up, we we're like, are we in the right place? So we ended up eating two dinners. You had your gross steak because just we wanted to eat eaten. with our kids. But also if you refuse food in the dining room, they kind of freak out. Like the <laughs> manager is going to come and you're going to have to spend the rest of your meal assuring the manager that everything's all right yeah we just we're like we wanted to sit with our kids and we're like oh well, we'll try the food you know it's our first night we'll try the main dining room food so the main dining room food was not good but the food that we had to pay extra for was delicious and so we ate at giovanni's the italian restaurant yeah, so phenomenal. i apologize we backtracked there um so back to our first full day uh yeah so this was just kind of again Figuring out the ship, a lot of pool time, but it, it felt very concerning. Pool time, but we're like packed in there. Yeah, it was us. And, and we couldn't like get shade. So one kid got 400 of our best friends out of him. Yeah. He... I was a little worried about this cruise <laughs> on day two. <laughs> Things get better. Things do get better. So day three, this, our stop. So we had left from New Jersey. Our first full day was a day at sea. This day we stop at a port in Orlando. So I woke up. By throwing my awful pillow against a wall. Oh, I know. And cursing I, the ship. I wasn't happy because it was also my birthday. That was how I woke up on my birthday. <laughs> yeah. I was like, hey, could you not? And then you quieted down. So the day before we had had breakfast at the buffet, which was madness. It was us like walking in circles trying to find a seat. So this time we decided to go to the main dining room. I think that is... The place to be. Don't bother with the buffet for breakfast. It's just chaos. 
Uh, it's you know you it's survivable. It's just it's I think it's chaotic. You better show up early or it late. Was all right or late. If you show up closer to lunch, if you're gonna sleep in, you know, the issue really is just getting a seating. Getting a seat. But we had yeah. five people. If you're one or two people, uh, that problem probably gets diminished. I don't know. I don't know. It was it was crazy. I had no desire to go back to the Windjammer buffet for breakfast, and we didn't for any other day on our cruise. So. Uh, Port day, Orlando, we just did a beach day at Cocoa Beach, which I think that was where everything kind of turned for the better as far as everybody's um, feeling about the cruise. It was like 95 degrees. We were all sweating and miserable. Then the moment our feet touched the ocean water, it was like, oh, we all felt better. We all cooled off. Everybody had fun. Maybe it was because they all knew that mom, whose birthday it was, was about to like blow her top. Yeah, so you were about like, to lose it. Everybody was like, we better pretend we're having fun. But no, when it's, you know, 100 degrees in the hot, hot sun, that water was phenomenal. Yes, there are all sorts of options for um, Orlando excursions at the port. What was the other one? The Disney World trip they canceled? Yeah, so our ship got in weirdly late and they canceled. Typically, you would be able to do like a day at the parks. But our ship didn't get until 1 p.m., which was odd. I've never seen a cruise ship get into port in the afternoon at every stop. It was very strange. So uh, on this day, because it was my birthday and because we had a few um, signature dining credits that we could use, we made reservations at one of the restaurants called 150 Central Park. So this is supposed to be like their signature restaurant on the ship. And I was like, well, it's my birthday, so... I want to go to the signature restaurant. Could not have been a weirder experience. It was so strange. So we got there. At this point, somebody's like canceling their Royal Caribbean. I, They're logging on to cancel the reservations. <laughs> They're like, all right, it's day three. They're about to pro- ruin her birthday. We keep promising it's going to get better. It's It was it was fine. It just was so strange. Like we got there and it, there were a total of like, what, three people working, running around like chickens with their heads chopped off. I will say the... The ambiance in this restaurant, extraordinary. Yes. Like, they have an outdoor park with real plants on deck eight in the center of the ship. It's called Central Park. And then, and that's where this restaurant yeah. is. And the restaurants are off of that, several of them. And it's just fabulous. I love it. Yeah, I agree. I agree. And the restaurant itself walking in, I was like, oh, I was very excited. But, I was like, I mean, oh, how this long did really we nice. stand around just to be seated so, in a cruise ship restaurant? It's not like there's people coming off the street. <laughs> we stood. This is an Outback Steakhouse. Maybe 15 minutes, 15, like standing there for 15. Like I looked at my watch because I was like, is this is this really happening? Are in a regular we- restaurant, you wouldn't question that. In a cruise ship restaurant where you have reservations, you're like, what's happening? Yeah, they they don't take walk-ups. I mean, you can ask if they have openings, but it's not like typically you could just walk up. So finally somebody, and they kept being like, we'll come back to you. We'll be right back. We'll be right back. And after 15 minutes, I was like, all right. Finally, somebody sat us and I was like, all right, this is nice. This is really nice. And it was another 15 minutes before somebody even came over to take our drink order. And then he... <laughs> He took our drink order and then he came to take our order and it had to be one of the most bizarre things I've ever experienced. He started to take our order and then he goes, oh, hold on. And he and he turned around and walked away. And I assumed I was like, oh, he forgot his pen or something to write our order down. I was like, he's grabbing a pen and coming right back. 
it was, that was how it seemed. Probably another, like, what would you say? 10, at least 10 minutes. Another 10 minutes he left to came back. Yeah. I don't know. I'm not trying to rush in and out. It's your big birthday dinner. Well, I also would have liked a glass. I spend that time I would have liked a glass of water or somebody to, like, take my order. It was just so bizarre. The whole thing was very strange. Um, and our server was very nice. And he apologized profusely and explained that all of the restaurants in this Central Park area that you were just describing use the same bar. And it's a bar that's outside in Central Park. It's not big. And it's one that just guests can walk up to as well. So and there's usually one guy. They have wine in the restaurant. But if you're ordering a cocktail, they have to go out to that bar. And so I guess there was another table with like 10 people or 15 people who all had cocktails. We and, ordered wine. And he had to run out and he was very apologetic. And so then he he brings our appetizer and you had told you were like, it's her birthday. Like you were trying to make it like, hey, guy, come on, pull it together, please pull it together. He came. He brought our appetizers after he finally took her order and then he walked away and I didn't have any silverware. And so we're sitting there and he doesn't come back again. So when he, we I gave you a fork <laughs> and then when he came back, he's like, how was it? I said it was good, but she didn't have any silverware. And the look of embarrassment on this man's face. Yeah, I I felt bad for him because he was a good guy. He was trying his best. He was clearly overwhelmed with the situation. And I don't blame him. I don't think the situation was his fault. It's not his fault he has to run outside to a different bar. It's not his fault that they don't have somebody to help with. You know, if that is the case, have a dedicated person to go out and get drinks for guests rather than have the server do it. You know, it's... The silverware, you know, that, uh, I don't know, that may or may not be his fault. But, <laughs> but you know, if that were, if it was that alone, I would have forgotten. The food was great, though. It was very good. And in the end, so it, in the main dining room, people, they'll sing happy birthday and you'll hear, you'll hear happy birthday every single night. In the signature restaurants, you don't really hear that as much. But he came over with just one other waiter and they sang happy birthday to me. And it was kind of embarrassing, but like in a, a funny and like a positive way. And so I felt like he was really trying his best to make it up to me make it up to us. It was just strange. So, you know, it was an interesting birthday. Let's talk about day four. So on this trip, it, it went Orlando, then Nassau, then um, Coco Cay, which is Royal Caribbean's private island. So this would be our Nassau day or Nassau port. I did not book any excursions at Nassau. You know, Nassau. Why not? Um, I've been to Nassau. There was nothing I really wanted to do. You know, last time we were there. What were the options? Last time we were there, we swam with Sean the Dolphin when we I were in Nassau. I have fond memories of Sean the Dolphin. Sean the Dolphin. I hugged a dolphin. We could have done another beach day. Now, so the reason I wanted to do the beach day in Orlando was I knew that there was a shuttle going back and forth from the beach to the ship every like 30 minutes. I knew it was going to be like 95, 100 degrees. And I didn't want us to be stuck in a beach for five hours because that's often how these things go. Like you're just stuck there until the time comes. So for Orlando, it worked perfectly because once like we saw some dark clouds rolling in and we were like, all right, time to pack up. And when we got on the bus, it started pouring. It was like perfect timing. With NASA, there were no options like that. I didn't want to do another swimming with the dolphins. I didn't really want to do a beach day. So I thought, let's take advantage of being on the ship when we're at port. 
And that ended up being really great. We walked around NASA for just a little bit just to, you know, check out some shops or whatever. Yeah, but the, at the port, there's local shops that are very pleasant. And then you leave that the like government tourism port controlled area and then go into like Nassau proper. And then you're immediately into the Bahamas version of Wisconsin Dells. It's very different. It's very, very different. I think spend, spending a port day on the ship, if you have the time, is a Branson, great Missouri. opportunity. That joke works if you're from the south as Branson, Missouri, instead of Wisconsin Dells. Ah, okay. Yeah, then you could picture a it. Similar vibe, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, spending the day on the ship, if you can, at a port day is a great opportunity because you really, you get to enjoy like the pools, the water slides. Our 12 year old was like, I did the water slide like 20 times. He was very excited. Oh, we mastered that water slide. Yeah. They have a unique water slide system. They have three water slides, whereas Disney had the aqua duck, which was cool. But this, they have three water slides to you race. And they're like, clearly an engineer was not involved with this because they made them out of a translucent plastic. That means it is like a sauna inside this thing. I couldn't believe how hot it was inside that water. So like you had I warned panicked me. when I got into it, you warned me, you were like, it's like a sauna, but I really, I was like, it can't be that. I was warm. like, I'm going to die in here. And then I started going down the slide and I burst into laughter. Like I couldn't stop laughing. <laughs> That was me the entire time. Just do that over and over again. And that was me going down the that slide. The other slide, though, they had is a bowl slide. Yeah. And Norman, a bowl slide, they're bigger and you pop, you have to use a tube or a mat. This, they're just like, get in, stupid. And you pop out <laughs> into a giant toilet bowl that is like you, you're what's being flushed. And then, so you get enough speed going and you can whip around this thing like three is, times. I did did not get enough speed. You got to launch did, yourself into it. I didn't know that. I did one and a half. And right before I went down, the guy running the slide goes, have you done the slide yet? Is this your first time? I said, this is my first time. He goes, if you get stuck, scoot. And I was like, what? <laughs> yeah. I was like, okay. I didn't know what he was talking about. I was like, okay. So you go down the slide, then you end up in a bowl and you're supposed to circle the bowl a couple of times. I went one time around and then a half time around. You gotta and got to get the stuck. speed going. And so I'm like, oh, that's what he meant. So I find myself scooting like a dog might on their carpet. And my cat uses my rug as toilet paper. <laughs> yes, that's what I was doing. And then you drop down. And I wasn't expecting the final drop to be as steep as it was. It was fun, though. But I was like, oh, it's quite a bit of water up my nose. <laughs> but I greatly enjoyed it. I did that slide several times. Um, so, yeah, if you have the opportunity to spend a port day on the ship, it's a great chance to do the pools and stuff without so many people being there. Shops and stuff will be closed. It was, yeah, it was but, just really hot in Nassau. We checked out some shops. I don't think we bought anything. And then. No, I don't think we so just got, We're like, all right, back at the ship before, like, within minutes of leaving the ship, my deodorant liquefied in my armpits. <laughs> it's not a feeling... I'm particularly familiar with, but I knew immediately what had happened <laughs> that like, it was whoop, bad. Well, okay. Um, I believe if I'm not mistaken, I believe this was the night in the main dining room that you ordered French onion soup as your appetizer. Would you like to talk about the French onion soup? Uh, no, I would not. <laughs> it I took a bite of it. It wasn't good, which, you know, it's just not a big deal. It's soup. But so, you know, you ate a little bit of it and left a mostly full bowl of soup. At this point, it's like day four. 
I have eaten so much food, I can be rolled off the ship. And you can order multiple portions. The main dining room, for sure, is, is quantity over quality. And so if they bring you something you don't like, it's not a big deal. And so if I'm going to... Uh, they put the appetizer down in front of me. It's French onion soup. I love French it, onion soup. I will say it looked really good. It looked I took good. a bite it's of it. It's one of my favorite things. It, this was not you being difficult. It just wasn't good. And it was just... It was so watery. It was bland. Yeah, yeah it was bland. I'm like, all right, it's not worth it. And I got other stuff coming. It's not a big deal. It was, yeah, it was one miss. It wasn't a big deal. I agree. It just, and you did not, I will say you did not make a big deal. You can be. So waiter uh, comes over. You can be difficult sometimes. You were not here though. You were not difficult. No, because I honest, genuinely did not care. Waiter comes over. He's like, you don't like it? I'm like, no, but that's okay. That's fine. He's like, you want anything else? I'm like, no, that's fine. We'll just wait for the main course. And he comes back. He's like, you sure? I'm like, it's fine, I promise. Don't worry, it's okay. <laughs> I knew, I was like, this waiter doesn't know what he's getting into here. Because he would not drop it. And then Rohit, the head raider, Rohit, comes over and it starts again. And I'm like, no, no, it's cool, I swear. And then he starts offering me things. Like, they just won't take no. They like, cannot <laughs> accept that I don't need a replacement for this French onion soup. So he then offers me every single other option that I have to say no to. I say no to that. He starts to walk away. I'm like, oh, thank God. He comes back. He turns around <laughs> and then he makes the mistake. He offers you from the kid's menu. He offers me an item <laughs> from the kid's menu. And I have a six-year-old, so I know it's from the kid's menu. And he goes, chicken noodle soup. <laughs> I said, chicken noodle soup. I'm not a child. <laughs> oh. And then he ran away. Yeah, they didn't know what to do with you. I was like, I just don't want the soup. <laughs> it's fine. No one's in trouble. So it's not a big deal. It's such a bizarre thing because, you know, on cruise ships, it's all about the service, the service, the service, the service. And I, I guarantee that was their thought process. They're like, we have to make this right. They really wanted to make it right. The problem was there was nothing to make right. Had you been upset about it? Had you been like, I was really excited about soup today or whatever. It was like the one time they but, really stepped up on customer service on that ship. And it was like the <laughs> one time they just absolutely, it was totally unnecessary. We, oh, we had some other, we'll get to some other customer service gems coming up. But this was just, this was a bizarre like reversal of that. Where you're like, I'm not complaining. Please stop. Please. I'm begging you. And the, like, they would not go away. Is the fact that I she just, wouldn't go away. The problem and then, is if I accepted something else and then I didn't eat it, <laughs> it would just start all over again. It was that he not only w did he not take no for an answer, but then he's like, better call in reinforcements. And he brought over the head waiter. Yeah, it was just so it was so strange. All right. I think that was it for our Nassau uh, port day. So we left. You know, the ship. I remember that being a pretty good day four was like, all right, this vacation's turning around. Things had really turned around. I think spending the NASA day on the ship was good because it gave us a, a much better opportunity to explore the ship without a million people. Some of this is not the ship's fault. We went to my only other cruise experience is Disney during COVID. Yeah. And so that's different. I, I don't think it's not fair to use that as my like reference point. I I'm, I don't I, it being crowded. I don't that didn't bother me. It was that we didn't go in with the right game plan. And I think that's why it's important. People listen. We made some know. mistakes here. Yeah. Like like when I talk we about our first day, that's why I said like it was so crowded. It was me and 400 of my best friends in that tiny pool because other days weren't like that. And so I'd say I think day one, avoid the pool, you know, explore other parts of the ship. 
do trivia or, you know, karaoke or play bingo or do something else on that first day. I think that's why we say that. I don't I don't blame the ship for it being as crowded as it is. So I think that's good that you you point that out because that is that is true. All right, let's move on to day five. So this was our day at Coco Cay, and that's Royal Caribbean's private island. Uh, this day was really great. It was really, really great. This was the only day that the ship docked in the morning. Um, typically ships dock in the morning. I don't know why ours were in the afternoon at the other stops, but I mean, in my experience, 50% of them dock in the morning and 50% <laughs> dock whenever this was odd. It was odd that they docked in the afternoon. Um, we did happen to be at NASA on like their independence day or something. So I, that might've had something to do with it. And from what I understand, a lot of stuff wasn't available or closed because of that. Oh, I had no idea. Yeah, so that maybe had something to do with it. I'm not entirely sure. But anyway, we also didn't talk about Aqua 80. I did not see Aqua 80 because it was so extraordinarily loud. It made Uh, our child cry. And I don't blame her. Yeah. Because I pulled out the decimeter and it was 100 decibels. I felt so bad because this would have been a show she would have enjoyed had it not been frighteningly loud for her. So this yeah, it was like peak 110. There is an amphitheater rock concert. Yeah, it was, and it did. You left with her because she was upset, so obviously you had to go. It didn't get quieter; it only got louder. She would, even if we had calmed her down, it would not have worked because it just got louder. But so there's an an amphitheater off the back of the ship, and they do water shows. And I've never seen a show like this before. It's a combination of high diving, synchronized swimming. Uh, dancing and acrobatics is is how I would describe it. And it's called Aqua 80. The whole thing is 80s songs mashed up. So it opens with Marty McFly flying in on his hoverboard um, to Huey Lewis in the news, singing The Power of Love. Mm, and that so, sounds pretty good. Yeah, so that's like, it starts with the acrobatics. So he's like spinning around in the air. Then they have this like, it looks like a tiny pool, but people are, you know, doing high dives into it. But this pool, all of a sudden, these people rise up from the pool like they're all in poses and they come out of the water so the floor moves up and down in this pool so they were underwater they come they slowly raise out of the water and then they're dancing on top of the water and just from there it turned into synchronized swimming um dancing then all of a sudden they'd be like dancing way up high and they'd start quote-unquote falling (laughs) and doing high dives into the water into this tiny pool it's, I've never seen anything like it. I'm doing a terrible job of explaining it, but it was very cool. Oh, okay. <laughs> it was very cool. Um, it's a shame it was so loud that you had to miss it and that our daughter had to miss it. Had it not been so loud, I think you both would have enjoyed it. I don't feel like I missed out necessarily. Yeah, I don't know if it would have been like your thing. I think of the two of us, it was more I mean, my thing. I've but... already done the escape room, so... Where am I going to go from there? Yeah, I guess synchronized swimming. I've never heard you discuss At like with any. Based on your retelling. <laughs> I'm like, all right. I promise it was cool. Sure. I swear. I swear. It was really, really good. There was only one other show that they did. It was like an ice skating show. And um, that one we ended up skipping. But there's an ice skating rink in the, in the ship, too, which is kind of neat. Yeah, with real ice. With real ice. Not that fake plastic stuff. This is where I get an actual ice. This is where I get annoyed because it was one of the things I didn't know I had to make a reservation for until it was too late. There weren't that many people there. I think we could have walked up, but, you know, why risk it? 
So I ended up snagging last minute reservations for a 12 year old who wanted to try it. He had never been ice skating before. He basically held on to the side, but that's how you, that's how you do it. When you first starting, he tried it. It was fun. I just wish that I had known that we had to make reservations, but it is what it is. First thing in the morning at Coco Cay, um, with Royal Caribbean, they have an interesting thing with their towels uh, where you have to like check them in and out with your key card. And if you don't return them, you get some passive aggressive notes left on your door <laughs> that they will charge you. I don't know that they really can charge you. I don't know. They left me enough passive aggressive notes. But like they were so lax about keeping inventory. You're like, I'll take five. And then they give you five. And then when you return them, you would just throw a giant wad well, of used towel in dude a doesn't, bin. Dude doesn't want to touch my used towels. And say, oh, I gave you, there you go. I gave you five back, buddy. Yeah. Like it's not exactly a tough system to defeat. <laughs> and s- okay. That's true. That's true. Um, but even on Coco K, I got so many RC towels. I'm just like making <laughs> their towels were their towels were no, nothing they're like spectacular. San, you know, yeah, they they're, like sanitize them daily. They're like sandpaper. Yeah, they get the job done. Um, but I was warned about this, and I was glad that I was. Coco K, you have to bring towels with you. Whereas like the Disney private island, they have towels there. So we had to like check out and lug a bunch of towels, which I wasn't thrilled about. But the private island's beautiful. It's awesome. I will say the downside is all of the water slides and stuff like that are all pay to play. And it's expensive. If you buy like last minute, like day of, it's 200 plus dollars per person to use like the water park, the water slide area. And so that's something to keep in mind. Like if you just want to do a beach day, you could do it and not pay a dime for anything. We did pay an upgrade to do a beach bed. And for us I think it was worth every penny uh, that so we knew we didn't have to like rush off the ship to find chairs in the shade or anything like that. I knew we were going to have a covered area for everybody. And I, we learned from the last trip. You want to pay for shade. Yeah. And like dedicated space and not fight for it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's either that or you have to get off the ship as soon as you can, as soon as they allow it. You have to get off the ship and run and find a spot in the shade. When I was getting breakfast, I saw people doing that. Yeah. And, and if it you don't want to very stressful, yeah, if you don't want to spend money, by all means do that. The now the cabanas were expensive. I had been told that they weren't as expensive as the Disney private island. If you want to rent a cabana, that is clearly changed. They have upped the prices. It was out of my budget to do a cabana. So instead, the day bed was cool. Yeah. Instead, I did a day bed and I th- you know what? It was perfectly fine. It wasn't terribly expensive. I was maybe $200, maybe. The other weird families near us, they seem cooler than us. So <laughs> I was like, all right. Well, it includes unlimited bottled water, which is nice too. Having fresh water. You don't think about it until you're on the ship. Until How it's much 90 degrees. bottled water you go through. You're like, I need some bottled but water. But there's a cooler I'm right there. I'm not ship water. I don't know where that comes from. <laughs> there's a cooler right there by your day bed. There's also just two regular lounge chairs um, so and the day bed's completely covered. So there's a cooler with bottled water. They actually provide towels, which I didn't know. But if you do a day bed, they provide towels. We had a des- dedicated server. So if you wanted to order a drink or something, um, which is all covered under that any we did. drink packages. No, but it, it's nice to know. I had told our 14 year old, I was like, oh, if he comes by, order me a Diet Coke, which he didn't. <laughs> um, I think he claims they didn't come by. I don't know that I believe him, but, you know, whatever. <laughs> Uh, like no one showed up or something? <laughs> yeah, that is exactly what he said. Oh, and you get uh, uh, two rafts as well, too. And the rafts, they're 
charge like $15, $18 to rent those rafts. So we got that included as well. I felt it was worth it. It was nice to just leisurely show up whenever we wanted to, throw all of our crap there. Our 14-year-old who didn't want any part of anything was able to sit in the shade and not burn himself any further. We were right on the beach. You've never heard so much about a sunburn in your life <laughs> until you scorch a 14-year-old. He is super pale. He gets it from me. I apologize to him uh, for that. I also, so I booked an excursion. Only me and the 12-year-old did it. You missed out on this particular excursion. This is like a brand new one for Coco K. You can swim with pigs. There are uh, pigs. I, mean, I live in the Midwest. I have plenty of pig experience. Yeah, we do live but right I, by a lot of farms, but... Never have I swam with These ones swim in beautiful, clear, you know, beach water in the Bahamas. And it was really cool. Everybody warned me. They're like, those pigs bite. I didn't see a pig nip at anybody. Well, we learned the reason why. These are now the children of the pigs that were brought to the island. Yeah. And so they're island natives and do not question the apple... (laughs) The apple slice tourism experience. Oh, my God. These pigs were so funny. I and asked, paid in apple slices. I asked the guy who ran it like a million questions because I was like, this is the funniest thing ever. So the pigs could not give a crap about you or me or anybody else on that beach. They, like you said, are apple motivated. So the the handlers, like the people who work there, they put apples, like apple slices on sticks. And then you go out in the water and they will like hold the stick out with the apple slice and they're like, all right, put your arms around the pig. And the pig's like swimming around you. It's And these pigs just swim and swim and swim. And they're like, all right, put your arms around the pigs. So you put your arm around the pig. And the pig stops because it knows it's about to get an apple. And so he'll be like swinging the apple around so the pig will look up and they take photos. And they'll also throw apples in the water, which is funny because or even on the beach, they were like tossing apples around. The pigs act as if the humans are not even there. If there's an apple behind you, they just plow right through you. It was very funny. They were adorable, and I love them. And I wanted to take one home. (laughs) Thanks, George Michael. I guess I have a type. (gasps) (laughs) I think you're funny. I will say the the people who work for Royal Caribbean don't seem thrilled to be there. And I get that, like, I get a job's a job. I never at, never at any point did I feel that way about the employees in the Disney Cruise Line. And we'll get this, to this in part two. But when I went to check in for our excursion, like I found the excursion area where you check in. And I, cause I had initially booked this excursion for all of us, but we didn't, for reasons, we didn't all end up going, only two of us ended up going. So I was like trying to explain it to the woman. She looked so annoyed that I was standing in front of her breathing, talking. She didn't want to be there. She didn't want to be talking to me. She didn't care about my explanation about why you were not swimming with pigs. It was, I was like, okay, I'm sorry. I'm sorry I bothered you. And then I <laughs> slunk away. And I, that was not the first or last time that I felt that way. I just, I question, I don't blame the employees. I question, you know, how does Royal, the Royal Caribbean, Caribbean working experience? Yeah, like how it they, didn't seem great. How do they treat their employees? Do they pay them enough? Like I'm, I'm wondering, I'm wondering, but that was just, I had just thought of that now. That was one of several times that I felt that way on this trip. You know, but also I don't want to pay the Disney prices. Yeah, it's, uh, it's tough. It's tough. Um, 
Okay, let's move on to day six. So this was a day at sea. This was an interesting start. You and I, typically we had gotten up and gotten breakfast with the kids. And this day we're like, we'll let them sleep in. You and I went to the main dining room for breakfast. We both ordered our breakfast. Yours came. Yeah, I got salmon. I got lox and bagels. Yeah. yeah. And I was like, no, go ahead, eat. Mine will be here in a sec. And so you're eating and eating. And then you finish. And then we're sitting there. <laughs> and they take your plate away. And, and we're sitting the there. The kids needed something. I had the to kids, leave. Yeah, the kids needed help with something. Like they'd gotten up and they, you know, I had to leave my phone open because the app didn't work well. Um, and so I was going to go, but I was like, wait, I haven't eaten yet. So you're like, I'll go. So then I'm still sitting there without my food. And the guy comes over and I, I was like, where is my food at? And he just gave me some non-answer. And I was like, well, my husband's already eaten his food and then left. Oh, and you had ordered something else like a dessert. Of, I got a key lime pie that I yeah, never got. A key lime pie. This man was more concerned about your key. Was he coming back for his key lime <laughs> pie? I was like, I don't know. Okay, but his key lime pie was like, where's my breakfast? <laughs> he just, he was like, you wanted us to serve the breakfast at the same time. You should have told us. <laughs> I was like, am I on some alternate universe here? Like, what is that? I've, I've never had to specify in a restaurant that. I wish to be served at the same time as it the people I'm dining so with. Bizarre. It's just weird that they're so unapologetic. Yeah, no, oftentimes you'd be like, hey, I've got this issue. And they'd be like, yeah, and? Oh, we had another this day. Here was another right. strange <laughs> issue. So we were over by the pool and Kennedy, our six-year-old, spotted a bunch of people with balloon animals. I really want a balloon animal. So I grabbed somebody. Where did you get that balloon animal? Oh, over at the buffet. Somebody's making them. So we go over to the buffet. I see the person with the balloon animals. And so I'm like, we're her and I are like cheering. Yay, we found them. And the guy goes, no, we're not doing them anymore. Can you you can't do one more? No. Are you going to be back? I don't know. It just I don't know. It was just was he going to go to another cruise ship? It was very strange. I was like, okay. And my poor six year old was heartbroken. It was just very strange. She did get a balloon animal. though. She did eventually the next day. It just just strange customer service. I'm not saying that anybody had to go out of their way to do anything. Just the way it was handled was odd. And by day six, you're really starting to notice that your shipmates have developed body odor. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you get in those elevators and there's, if there's enough people in them, a couple it gets of funky, a couple of those people were in our own party. Okay. After my deodorant liquefied, I reapplied. So this day at sea, moving on from body odor, uh, this day at sea, it was raining and I had booked us a casita, which is another, uh, like day bed, but on the ship because I figured, you know, I want a, a nice, comfortable place to put her stuff just one day, not have to fight for a chair, but it was raining and I had no idea what I was like, well, it is what it is. And we went to check in and I was kind of like complaining to you about it. Like I wasn't even complaining to the guy and he goes, well, if you don't want it, just don't check in and then go to guest services and they'll refund you. I had no idea that was an option because I was a little concerned about that. But if you are looking to do an upgrade, it's good to know that you're able to cancel it if you don't end up using it. And yeah, I did just hoard those daybed reservations. I did get refunded for it. I, I had to go down to guest services and they had to confirm that I didn't check in, but um, it did work out. And because it was raining, tons of, of uh, chairs were open by the pool so we managed to get a spot and then when the rain cleared up. So it was a nice, 
a nice uh, morning over by the pool on this day at sea. We did take advantage of more typical cruise activities. We did Disney trivia, Harry Potter trivia. I had fun at Harry Potter trivia. I did not win Disney trivia. I feel like I should have done better. So on this night, uh, I went with my 14-year-old to see Cats. So they do their entertainment on this ship. I think it's really cool. They do Broadway shows and each ship has a different show. And on our ship, it was Cats. And uh, it's funny because in the Facebook group, pre-cruising, you know, I joined the the Facebook group for this particular sailing. People were really complaining about it being Cats. Here's the thing. Cats was the longest running Broadway show for years. I think Wicked was the the one that dethroned it. Maybe The Lion King, either Wicked or The Lion King. But, it, you know, it's not the longest running show because people hate it. So I was really surprised all the hate for cats. But people were like, oh, prepare for like an empty theater and a lot of people sleeping. That really wasn't my experience. Now, it was not your typical Broadway crowd. Like I see a lot of shows and you and I had just seen a show on Broadway um, a few days earlier when we were in Manhattan. So it wasn't the typical Broadway crowd, but I will say it was it was great. And people really seemed to love it. The music was fun. Cats is just a silly, fun, you know, whimsical show. And so I thought it was perfect. I thought it was great for families. The dancing was amazing. The singing was amazing. This woman who sang Memories blew me away. The magical Mr. Mistopheles, who does a dance towards the end, came out and did the most amazing dance. I just, I was... For a cruise ship, I could not believe, and I don't, I shouldn't even say for a cruise ship. I thought they were phenomenal. I kind of wish they had given me a playbill. They had, instead of a playbill, they had. You collect playbills. I do collect playbills, uh, but, and I would have liked it for my collection. But the reason I would have liked a playbill was because I wanted to see what other works these actors have, have been in. I was very curious. They had like a screen on there saying, oh, they've performed in this show and they went to this college. But I I don't know. Playbill gives you a little bit more information about the actors. I was just very curious because I thought they were phenomenal. For signage, the ship largely relies on like a laser printer that's low on toner. And yet a playbill was the thing they could not accommodate. But also like refuse on a cruise ship is an issue. You know what's funny? So they're not going to give you bonus garbage. I saw a limited theater release of Oklahoma just last week. Hugh Jackman starred in Oklahoma on the West End in the 90s. Around the same time he was auditioning for Wolverine. This is just my little like factoid here. And anyway, the movie theater I went to gave me a printed out and she was like all excited about it. She's like, well, we don't have playbills, but here we go. Gave me like a printed out playbill, like their version of a playbill with all the actors and whatnot. I was like, okay, they could do that. My little dinky theater over here can do that. How come Royal Caribbean can't give me a playbill? I don't know. I'm probably the only person asking for a playbill for cats on Oasis of the Seas. I'm glad you've come to that realization. (laughs) Um, but our, the 14 year old loved it. He has seen several shows with me. I didn't know how he would feel about this one just because it's so different. <laughs> it's a very different show, but it's just so fun and whimsical. And so I think even if you're like, what is going on? It's just you enjoy it. It's silly. It's fun. You get into it. One of the other ships shows six. You and I saw six. Six is very good. 
It's also shorter, so it fits better with ship programming. So they they don't do the full show because a full show is typically about two and a half hours. This show uh, was about 90 minutes. Did it make it tough to follow? <laughs> well, so Cats is not like a linear story. It's all oh. the stories about it's the, like a the David Jellicle, Lynch movie. It's like the Jellicle cats and you hear all of their different stories. And then in the end, one Jellicle cat gets to live forever it's like a Black Mirror episode. I don't care what anyone says. <laughs> Cats is amazing. But I love that they do Broadway entertainment on the Royal Caribbean ships. It's not like when I cruised, you know, 15 years ago where it was just hokey, whatever performances. All right. I will say a theme for us in particular was we were in bed by like 8 p.m. every night. <laughs> you know, we're doing a lot. The sun <laughs> takes a lot out of you. Yeah. Yeah. It um, It does take a lot. I think... I just I there was one night I went I fell asleep at like 8 p.m. Yeah, I I really was like, no, no, we need to stay up later. I need to stay up later. And I just couldn't I couldn't do it. And I much like Disney, I'm like, you know what? Don't push. If I push it, I'm going to make myself and everybody around me miserable. Tried to party hard. Couldn't do it. No, no, I couldn't hang. All right. So day seven, our last full day at sea. It took us to the final day, but we figured it out. We figured out the system for the pool to get a good spot. At the pool. You just have to get your butt out of bed. Who knew? You knew. This is just the Disney World <laughs> rules. You were just like, it's my birthday cruise. I'm not getting up. That's what happened. Yeah, the problem is if I don't do it, nobody else in my family will. Correct. <laughs> so this day I got up. I got up early and I grabbed a great deck chair in the shade. It was cool. It was quiet because it was early. We went this day. We did get breakfast at the buffet, but because I got such a great spot, it had a little table next to it. So we just ate breakfast out by the pool. Yeah, just the table's sweet. So much easier. And they didn't have music blasting. We have not mentioned time. that. This cruise ship is loud. Yeah. And for whatever reason, they're like, you know what these little kids in the splash area need? Music like at full volume with all the speakers aimed directly at the splash area 95 decibels it, i have a decimeter on my phone <laughs> 95 decibels in the kids area our six-year-old was like i don't want to go to the splash area because it's too loud she was right it was too loud in in the app you can see when music and stuff starts typically it was around 11 a.m if it was a live band, it wasn't as bad. They would do like Caribbean music. Sometimes they'd have live music. That wasn't nearly as bad. It's when they had the DJ playing. But it was typically like 11, 1130 it would start. So because we got up early, the kids were able, like our two younger were able to go to the splash area. And they played for a long time over there because it was quiet. It was cooler. There weren't as many people. The music wasn't blaring. Um, so it was a really, really nice morning. I highly recommend at least one day getting up early, just one day, get up early and go to the pool. This was also the day that I was like, we have to take advantage of all this stuff on the ship that we haven't done yet. So I did the zip line. I did the flow rider, which is like, you can, what's it like boogie board or wakeboard? I don't you know did what it's called. Boogie board. Um, if you're, you know, more talented than I am, you could surf on there. Um, so we did stuff like that. What else? Oh, we did a cupcake decorating class. That was a big waste of time. Yeah, that was the only other class that they had. On our final morning, we I woke up and we were back in New Jersey. And uh, Jersey, I 
turned my phone back on to find a whole bunch of text messages saying our flight had been canceled. That was fun. Wake up to that. Yeah. Yeah. I was, I was scrambling to get us on a new flight, which I did. It worked out, but I will say I didn't feel rushed getting off the ship. Everything felt, you know, calm and organized getting off the ship. We were able to sit in the dining room for breakfast. It didn't feel overly chaotic. We were able to get off quickly. We got our luggage quickly. Um, the pickup area was a little nutty, but other than that, I don't know. I thought it felt pretty seamless to me. I told a man off who was holding the elevator. <laughs> you know, I'm glad it wasn't me. Why don't you go ahead and tell that story? No, you know, we're, I had to run back to the room when we were all eating breakfast to the main dining room on that last day. And it's chaotic. You weren't out there. It's like nutty people running around and trying to like get to an elevator. It, not yeah, practical. I just went straight to the dining room. And so I, I didn't ended up go taking the stairs. Else. Yeah. I mean, and like there were areas, I tried to go through deck five. That's a mistake. Had to like r- route around, go to a different deck, get across. Um, it was, it, it was madness. And so I got to the room, go to the hallway and I see there's an elevator there. I'm like, yes, I go to get on it. And some other dad stops me. He's like, Hey, we're holding this. I said, what? He's like, we have some other people coming. So we're holding this. I said, there's a lot of people on the ship. You know, that's a crappy thing to do, right? To just stand and hold the elevator. Because it's yeah. not like you can hit the button then. No, I can't hit the button. Like you I cannot get another yeah, elevator. You're stuck. You can't do anything. Because the elevator is here now. <laughs> and he has chosen to hold it. For people who you couldn't see, it's not like you could see them coming. No, it wasn't like they were right there. Yeah. There's nobody else around. <laughs> it, I am not shameless enough to pull this move. And you're pretty shameless. And he goes, oh, yeah, it is. It is a crappy thing to do. Because they're elderly. Uh, <laughs> and at this point, he said that to my back. I was already walking away. I'm like, I'm just taking the stairs. So did he? I, I, that one got away from him. I, he knew it was a crappy thing to do, or was he being sarcastic? It, it's not clear. Interesting. I, he just didn't know what to do. Interesting. And I called him out in front of his kids. <laughs> Ooh. Yeah. And I like, I wasn't rude about it. I was more factual. Yeah, I mean, it like is I wasn't screaming at him. I just said, fact, you, you know, it's a crappy thing. thing to do. Yikes. Okay, so let's let's talk your overall feelings. They had so much to do, and the ship was so big, and I did a lot wrong. And so I'd absolutely do another Royal Caribbean cruise, knowing what I know now. I'm Royal Caribbean curious still. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right, well, that's good. That's good to hear. And I... I want to ask you thoughts about Royal Caribbean versus Disney, but guess what? We're saving that for part two. Oh, how exciting. Yeah, so stay tuned for part two. So this was just our our Royal Caribbean, our overview of our trip. Um, and again, I highly recommend you go back and listen to our Disney Cruise Line trip report where we talk about everything we did on that particular trip. Stay tuned for part two of this uh cruise episode where we are going to compare Royal Caribbean and Disney cruise lines. So we tried our best, you know, it's impossible because we just did Disney to avoid it completely, but we tried our best to not bring up the Disney cruise so much on this particular part of the episode, because next time we want to compare the ships themselves, the staterooms, entertainment, the islands, the food, the service and the cost because there are pluses and minuses to both. 
And I think one could work really well for some families and the other might work better for other families. So we are going to cover all of that. So uh, stay tuned for part two and I will see you guys in the parks. (laughs) 